how's it going? This is the Abar Three Podcast. I'm Enrique. Surely good. This is uh, your boy E Double, aka Evan. And this is your girl Aaron. And welcome to episode number thirteen, I believe. I believe it's thirteen. Uh, we just took a little little detour to uh, a really bad accent of Australia. Um, we also have English, a little bloke over here. Actually, yeah. Uh, this is actually, just real quick so people know out there, I actually do practice this accent all the time by myself <laughs> in front of the mirror. It's ridiculous, but I think British accents are just the most like pig thing you could do. I love it. Oh, Let I me- think I think it's fantastic. But, but why do you have to be in front of the mirror to practice the accent? Just, like, just so like I can character. see, like, yeah, just so I can see how, like, you know, addiction is coming out of my mouth and all that. Let me you ask know? you this. Do you, every time we're on, like, 12 o'clock, do you go have your crumpet and tea? No, it's a little bit played out, fam. We don't really do that. You don't there, do that. Know? Okay. No, we don't really do that, really. Not really. But let me ask you this. British people, please don't kill me for getting <laughs> that wrong, you know. So what are you talking about? We drink tea and crumpets and we eat all sorts of... <laughs> I do a lot of fish and chips though. I won't. I won't lie. And then I was looking at this thing. I was watching this documentary, right? And they serve the fish and chips in like newspaper. Yes, yeah, the thing. That's oh, that's real. Oh, wow. That's real. I feel, I, I feel like my Australian accent sound of morph, morphing into your accent now. Like I feel like <laughs> I can't keep it consistently. I'm pretty sure we lost. Oh, like I feel 50 like you brokers there, right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we offended a lot of people. Yeah. We, we, we tried to imitate the accent, but it's okay. But yeah, welcome back to the E by three podcast um we have a very exciting podcast for you today like every other podcast super exciting we actually love doing this we have a great time just talking and sharing information with you guys and we love hearing your feedback and actually today's topic was a request we got from one of our listeners evan what is that topic um bullying bullying it's a very interesting topic i feel if you grew up in the 80s or any of those times where social media wasn't around, you once in a while, you probably get bullied for something. If not, consider yourself lucky. Um, I sure got bullied as a kid. It didn't really last long, but I'm, you know, I got a little bullied. But times have changed, and I feel like now there's a lot more cyberbullying than ever before. And it's kind of a growing thing because it affects a lot of people differently, um, especially the younger crowd. And we discussed a little bit about it last week when we talked about mental health, but it definitely affects a lot of people's psyche and the way they see themselves. And of course, bullying isn't fun. Um, you know, we all give each other a hard time and I think there's a difference between that and actually bullying. We know the difference. But yeah, let's just dive a little deeper into it, kind of based off our own experiences, the things that we know about bullying or the things we've seen. Um, since Evan actually uh, informed us of our listener wanting to bring this topic up, we're going to go ahead and give the mic to Mr. English Evan over here, and we're going to hear what he has to say in regards to his experience. Or let me ask you this, Evan: Were you ever bullied as a kid? Um, yes. Short short answer, yes. Although, uh, ever since we I brought this topic up after seeing the uh, the request from one of the listeners, I've been trying to really think about it because. I think if you would have asked me this question five years ago, I would say that I was extremely bullied. But now, upon self-reflection and really just having a lot of time to think about it, maybe not as much as I would have thought. And I think some of it was like just all in my head. Um, But I definitely can think of, I I had encounters when I was really young that I, I was being bullied 100%. I think by the time I got to maybe junior high, um that kind of 
started to fade out. Now, were you ever affected by when you were getting bullied as far as like to do anything uh, psychologically, physically? Obviously, sometimes kids get bullied physically. Um, I can think of one instance that probably made me a little bit tougher on how I looked at things and how, you know, I felt I was in, you know, learning how to be in control of what's happening in this in a situation. Um, and that was like actually in like sixth grade camp. Um, I got into a fight or almost got into a fight with a guy. And I remember thinking that, um, I just remember thinking, I was like, damn, like I, I allowed this situation to happen. Like I allowed him to, to approach me and try to put hands on me or whatever. That, that was me. I'm not going to let that happen again. Um, so th- there's that aspect of it to me. It's for, for me personally. And I don't know how about how you guys, uh, dealt with it or what it's done to you guys. But for me, my personality was has always been really chill and also maybe a little bit um very hard on myself if that makes sense yeah so it's hard for me to answer if bullying played a huge part in in that aspect of my personality because i think it might have always been there regardless of you know bullies or whatnot maybe it might have brought it more to the surface in certain situations but yeah, I, I don't know, but I, I can definitely think of times where I've been I can I, I've been bullied and it you know left a, a lasting impression on me. Yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I feel like if you were ever bullied for looking a certain way or dressing a certain way, whatever it may be, um, it can definitely affect you because obviously as a child you're you're growing and you're kind of figuring out who you are and those things can be very damaging and they can be long lasting into your adulthood years. And yeah, go ahead. Let me ask you this. Yeah, can we define? what the term bullying is because I think in some instances I can think of a lot of situations where people made fun of me, but then in, but looking at it as a, as an adult were those situations where they were bullying me or just extreme like ribbing. Yeah. I was wondering, I was wondering that as we're talking about it, I'm like, at what point is it like, you know, you're cause I, I kind of hear this term often, like in today's world, like if somebody gets called out, they're like, you're bullying me. And I'm like, no, like, I think I'm just like correcting you. And like, people are offended by that. And they feel like it's bullying. I think, I don't know if you have a definition pulled up, but if I could take a guess, I think it's just like, um, like picking on it is probably not a good definition, but just like offensive, rude behavior targeted to somebody for no good purpose. I don't know. Think of it as intentional, intentional, intentional. Yeah. The definition is basically to seek harm and intimidate yeah, um, there you go. Someone that's usually perceived as being vulnerable. So yeah, it, it is, you know, kind of the same as what you're saying to get picked on. Um, if you see someone that is obviously a target, that's very vulnerable. Um, and it happens more so when you're young, um, you get picked on, you know, if you're one of those people, but like Evan said, like he figured out that he wasn't going to let this happen again. And it's not, not a lot of kids can do that. A lot of kids are just they don't have that mindset because they're scared because they might be intimidated by someone like bigger than them. I mean, you see it in movies where it's like the nerds getting like picked on by the jock getting tossed around and then, you know, whatever happens in the movie happens, but it's typically like that. Like it's the most vulnerable people. And if you don't stand up for yourself, these people will continue like to pick on you because they feel it's like empowering to them. You know, they feel good. Um, they oftentimes are supported by their other friends and they pick on them too. So it's like, it's a really bad support system picking on this innocent person. 
for whatever reason. So that's kind of like the definition of bullying. Um, me, I, I definitely like, you know, if I could share my experience, I, I definitely was bullied as a kid. I was a chubby kid and, um, I got bullied around like the third to the fifth grade for like two years and kids would pick on me, call me names. And one time I think where it kind of flipped on me, I was actually peeing in the urinal. I think this was like the fourth or fifth grade. Remember his name? Name is David. We're actually friends now, which is funny. Um, he was randomly just kicking me for no reason. Started kicking me and kicking me while I was peeing. And I got fed up, I think, after, like, you know, getting picked on so much. And now I had another kid picking on me random. I just was like, I can't be this target. I turned around, and I kicked him right in the balls. And I remember he <laughs> fell down. He was crying. And he was, like, he, he was apologetic, like, two weeks later. And he was like, I'm sorry I did that. And, like, we became really good friends. And um, same thing tried to happen. Like, that almost happened in junior high. It was new. I was kind of, like, concerned because i was riding the public bus and then i was riding the school bus at the same time and the school bus is where they had all the other kids from like the other part like the inner city kids and there was this part we would go under the tunnel like right by like little italy under like this kettner bridge and um the kids in the back would always jump the other kids like as soon as we went into the tunnel you would get jumped and I was like, fuck that. I purposely would like walk in the morning. I remember walking another extra two miles to the next stop to get picked on because I didn't want to get, it, this was a lot more convenient for me to go to this bus stop. But I was like, I'm, I don't want to get jumped. I'm going to fuck it. I would take the long way up a hill, down a hill. To, I would get up like another extra like 45 minutes earlier just so I didn't get picked on. Like that's the kind of shit that like bullying affects people in that regard. Like it wasn't fun. Needless to say, actually, one time I went under the bridge and I didn't get picked on. They just didn't pick on me. I was a bigger kid then. So they probably thought I was like, okay, he's probably like, you know, big enough to kick our ass too. So they left me alone. And then I kind of just started, you know, riding the bus and getting picked up at that stop. But it was kind of like a psychological thing, kind of like Evan was saying, like you get into your head based on your experiences that maybe it's going to happen again. And then one time in junior high, this kid was just like calling me names and I literally picked him up from his feet and I slammed him into the locker and I was almost choking him out. He never called me names after that. And that's when I realized like, I'm pretty fucking strong. Like I should probably use this towards my advantage so I won't get picked on. And then after that I became like the defender of all the kids that got picked on. I hated kids that got picked on. I was just like, that fucking sucks because I've been picked on. I know what it feels like. And I would defend them and I would get in fights with other kids that were like bigger than me. But I, I never lost that fight because I was fighting for me and I was fighting for them. And it's like kind of corny to say it, but yeah, I just was like, I had a soft spot for other kids I got picked on. So spooling, it's not something that I take lightly. Um, and I see it a lot, especially because Aaron, you have a TikTok, and I like, I, I don't personally have one, but I go on there to view stuff and I see all the stuff that kids are getting picked on for because they're posting a video. They're just trying to be themselves. And some of these kids, it's their only outlet to be creative and to want to be accepted and people talk so much shit with cyberbullying. And, you know, they may say like, oh, whatever, I don't care about the haters. But at some degree, I'm sure it does affect them to a point. And, you know, oftentimes you hear these stories of kids taking their own life because of bullying and it's sad. So those have been my experiences um, being bullied. Um, and, you know, it's like there's a, there's a, like I said, we pick on each other in a friendly way. We talk shit to each other. As guys, I feel like we get picked on. 
quite a bit. Like, yeah. you, and some people just have thick skin and it just depends if you're comfortable with your friends, you know how to get around that and you know how to like get along and talk shit back to, and it's not really that, um, you know, detrimental to you. It's definitely something that, like I said, I've been, I've been really mulling over, um, this week as I, as I've been preparing for this topic. And one thing that I kind of wanted to say is that I know, especially in high school leading into college and, you know, we hung out, I know a large swath of the people that I hung out with. We talk a lot of shit to each other. Like we like really got into like, you know, clowning people. And I, and I wonder if some of those people that maybe I don't see too often would have considered some of that extreme joking to be bullying in some manner. Right. Um, and if that is the case, I'm, I'm going to, I'm just going to take this opportunity to say, I'm sorry if you felt that way. Um, I don't think we did, but you never know how you, people. You never know. I think some people, for instance, I know some people that can dish it out but can't take it. Yeah, exactly. And so my personal belief on that is like, if you can't take it, then don't talk the shit. And that's just like kind of an old school way of saying it. But I'm very careful about certain things. I won't cross certain boundaries. Like within a certain group of friends that I have, we talk so much shit about everything. Like one friend was going through a divorce and we were constantly sending him memes about like, I think it was like a, um, what was it? That World War Z movie. There's a, a meme with like uh, Brad Pitt crying on a phone. And we're like, look at this is him being a bitch. Cause like he just got divorced and his wife left him. And like, he was able to take that because he had gone through a bad relationship and he was able to make fun of the situation itself. And then one time I pulled him up to, Hey, does this affect? He's like, I don't give a shit. And I mean, we, there's no whole bars in this stuff, but there's certain things that I know, like I wouldn't touch. Like I would never make a mom joke to him because his mom passed away of cancer. And that affected him. I would never like go there like at all. And, um, I think a lot of us understand those things. Like we just don't touch certain things. Um, but you never know. Maybe he, said it didn't affect him perhaps. And maybe it did. He just wanted to just like not show us that he was being a quote unquote bitch. Um, and kind of like yourself, like, you know, I apologize. And I, I did take the time to ask him like, Hey, if this offends you, like I'll stop saying it. I just want to know, like, you know, you're going through a certain situation. And he was like, don't be a bitch. Just let loose on me. I was like, okay, he's giving me the go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and do it. But you just never know. Some people yeah. might just put up a front just because they don't want to be seen as weak. Um, but deep down inside, they might be affected in their own privacy. I'll tell you this, and it just hit me right now. I just remember this instantly. I think the last time that I remember getting bullied, and, I don't, and it was such a weird situation because to this day, I still don't know why, but there used to be this group of three <clears throat> upperclassmen in maybe junior high who for some reason did not like me and Trevor. I have no clue why, but... I can remember two instances specifically where they were like chasing us down. Jeez. Like it was like, a, it was like a group of them. Wow. And I've, I am not ashamed to say that I've been like five, five, like my entire life. <laughs> right. And these dudes were mad bigger than us. Trevor actually used to be shorter than me at that time. And I, man, I always wondered what we did. I wish I could ask them now, like yeah. what, it, what it was. But I, I remember the last time it happened, man, was I like 12 or 13? In Taft, like right across the street was this big like shopping center. There was like a Rite Aid and a donut shop and like a pawn shop, all these places. And I remember me and Trevor walking, they see us. And uh, I'll never forget, the guy's name is Carlos. 
he had like a mullet, which I definitely don't respect. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> he looked like a Mighty Ducks villain. Um, <laughs> Did he, he have a, a, a what's a hockey uh, hockey stick? He might have. Um, he sees us and he's like, there they are, get them. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So me and me and Trevor take off. And I remember we're like going in stores and trying to hang out to see if we can kind of lose them. And literally we went through this one store and they're going aisle to aisle following us. Right. And I'll never forget this guy asked us, he's like, is everything okay? And I was like, yeah, it's fine. You know what I mean? We're good. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Right. As we're like running for our lives or whatever. And, uh, we eventually, we lost them, but yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's, I bring that up because I wonder where some of it comes from with, with, uh, with some of these people, because like I did, I didn't even know them. I found out his name asking people like, yo, who is that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and why, why is this happening? And you know, there was no answer. I wonder if like some people are like bored or they're projecting like their own faults in life. I, I think bullying is kind of a complex topic. Um, I know for my situation, my story growing up, probably the most uh, evident bullying situation I went through. I'll try to keep it vague because uh, it does get personal, but um, this boy had a crush on me for years and I never pursued. I never had interest. Um, got to high school, tapped into, you know, first time ever drinking alcohol. I was in a place where I was vulnerable. I was taken to a room where things could have happened out of my control. Basically, he denied it. And, um, then because I was calling him out on the situation, cause I'd heard things from other people. Um, I was then bullied myself because I was calling him out. He was a football player. And if you know anything about football in the Midwest, it is like a religion. Like you cannot get in trouble. You'll be kicked off the team. And so I was, it was just so difficult. Cause I was like, wait, I'm not in the wrong here. I'm calling this person out and then they're doubling down on me. And so High school was awful. I literally, I don't know if it was just a small town situation. Um, I know that I, I never really was taught to like stand up for myself. I'm, I, I definitely have like people pleasing mentality that I feel like, like I remember when it happened and I called him out on it and then he got mad. I immediately was apologizing. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like, did I, did I come off the wrong way? Like, and all this time, like I didn't even do anything wrong. Like he was the one that clearly was out of line <clears throat> but that messed with me I mean it took me years to look back and be like wow Aaron like that you did not deserve that like and I'm sure I speak for a lot of men and women in the same situation and it, it does stick with you until you go to therapy and you're like yeah that really kind of destroyed you and now you have to build back up the self-esteem that you kind of lost in that in your youth um, that's probably the most prevalent bullying situation I had and it lasted for my entire senior year until I graduated, never looked back. Oh, wow. Never yeah, and back. a lot of people don't get over certain things, and it goes into their relationships, affects their relationships. It just affects their whole life completely just because mm-hmm. they got bullied for either being too fat, being too skinny, looking a certain way, dressing a certain way, identifying a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's It can lead to very detrimental results, and um, it's sad. But going back to what you were saying, like, you know, what's the reason people do it? Was it because of like self-esteem or whatever it may be? Oftentimes, I think it's also because it's better to run with a pack 
where you feel like if you can just join them, you won't get picked on. And I feel if there's one person that's like the biggest one in the group and there's other people around them and they're kind of being supportive, those people might be scared of that guy. And like, well, if we join them, then our chances of getting picked on will be lessened because this guy is almost like defending us. So we'll join and pick on whoever he wants to pick on. I feel like they run in packs sometimes. Um, And I say this from experience because I do feel bad. I do admit that at one point I was kind of bullying someone, not because I didn't like them. I just felt like everyone's doing it. Might as well just join in because I don't want to get picked on. It's There definitely is like a, like you said, a pack mentality to some of it because I know, I know there are kids in high school that I probably made fun of only because everybody else was doing it. Mm -hmm. Everybody else thought it was funny and you're just in that zone. Right. You know what I mean? So it's, it's unfortunate that it happened, but I also, I, now looking back on it, I do understand the, like why I would have done it. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And it takes a bigger person to realize your faults and be able to apologize for those things. And to this day, I still like feel bad for the things that I might've done. Or, I mean, when I was a kid, we used to pick on this kid named Edgar, me and uh, my friend's sister, Wendy. Wendy used to roll with us and um, my friend, he was just kind of finding himself at a very young age. Um, and so he was just kind of in his own world at times. So me and Wendy used to pick on this kid, Edgar, because he was always just like, basically everything bothered him. He always complained about something. He was seen as very weak. So we would purposely run our bikes into him and make him cry. And I was like, that's fucked up. Um, and did we you ever laugh. apologize for this, by the way? I never did. I, I We moved and I never went back. So mm-hmm. if Edgar's still around, <laughs> I doubt he's listening to this podcast, but I'm just going to project it out into the world. I do apologize, Edgar. It's kind of fucked up. It doesn't make it any right. But, you know, we were pretty young, stupid. Um, but yeah, like we used to make him cry and it's kind of what we did. And um, it's fucked up. And who knows if it affected him, you know? Uh, I'm not sure. And I hope not. I hope he's doing okay. Um, but yeah, I'm guilty of, of being a bully myself. Um, I'm not going to sit here and just say that. Like, I don't know when I got bullied all the time. It just, I feel like it just happens at times. Like, you just kind of get into the zone like you were saying. And especially if you're rolling with other friends and your homies are talking shit, you might as well jump in, you know? They're going to think you're fucking pussing out if you're like dude seriously like you're you're our boy like we're gonna defend him now like oh well, yeah dude it's kind of fucked up it's like you don't want to be befriended um so it becomes a hard situation and i feel it goes both ways but i you know not to say women can't be bullies i've seen women like do some horrible things to each other like mm, yeah in my time <laughs> um but usually i feel like it's more prevalent at least when i was growing up with guys guys are just more of the bullies um, so my experience has actually been a little bit the opposite. Oh, really? Yeah. Like it's particularly in junior high, I remember girls being incredibly mean Fuck those to, girls. to each other yeah. to the point where like, I, I remember certain situations um, in PE where my group of friends would like hang out with like a particular girl because they like, they were scared she was going to get beat up or something like that. And we'd be like, yo, you hang out with us today. You know what I mean? Like, I, I remember girls being pretty, like, obscenely pretty, pretty mean. Um, 
I, man, yeah, it, it's interesting though because I I look back at it now and it's 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 funny how easy it is you can kind of laugh some of that bullying stuff off, right? But how serious it is to you at the time that it's happening right. as as a younger kid, right? Where it, it is like the the world is kind of crashing down on you. That's why, um, and I brought this up on a previous podcast. I give all the respect to the new generation now that is experiencing this online because I, I do not, I cannot comprehend how like a, a, a kid would be able to do that. I, I can't even deal with the negative comments online. Like Enrico was talking about TikTok. You can get like 20 good comments or like, wow, that, yeah, I totally agree with you. Or that's awesome. You can get that one hateful comment and you're just like, like you just feel the surge of like adrenaline. Like you literally are like on defense mode. Like, like who the fuck is this person? Like you get so offended. And it, it, I know my weakness is like, I'm a people pleaser. I know it's a flaw of mine, but like I immediately am like, who did I offend? Like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And, but I, looking at it, it's like, that's just bullying. Like literally that came out of left field. There was no reason for that. You're clearly trying to intimidate and belittle people. Like, zero respect you can disagree but like some people just literally have no filter yeah i remember aaron posted a video of me or something and on her tiktok i thought it was actually funny but some guy was like your husband looks like richard ramirez oh yeah i remember you talking about this <laughs> and i was like this little motherfucker it's yeah, funny <laughs> yeah man i don't know if i ever ever told you guys but when i was um when i was living in oakland i actually was in a i was on a very very short uh reality show for um, indie game development. I thought we were going to see the real world. Oh, no. <laughs> Yo, is it road no, rules? No, no, not even half as interesting. But um, I remember the first day they put an episode live. I was super excited to see, you know, what people were saying, blah, blah, blah. We're showing off the game that we're working on. And immediately, you know, nice comment, nice comment, nice comment. Your eye immediately goes to what's this, what's this one right here, though? And it's something mm. super negative, right? It's. It's, they're making assumptions about you and your personality, and I like I I immediately I was crushed, right? I was I was like, oh my god, it like ruined my week that <laughs> reading sucks. that comment, right? Yeah. And I was just like, oh my god. So I can't I can't imagine being like I don't know, fourteen, fifteen, maybe having a a somewhat somewhat bad day at school, right? And it being recorded online, it's being passed around. There are like comments on it. People are telling you to die or, you know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, other crazy replies things. Replies to the reply. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't imagine what, what kids are going through on I that I feel like there's no way to prepare for that either. Like, there's literally no way, like, if you have children to even, like, be ready for that kind of situation. Like, I, I mentally prepare myself to go online all the time. And I'm like, you got this, Aaron. But I literally will take a break for, like, two, three days and, like, I immediately feel relief. Like I feel so much better. I'm like, why do I do this to myself? Well, I, I think, I think, I think the fortunate thing is, is like if we were to have children, at least we've had the experience mm -hmm. to tell them that this is something that can happen versus right. I think for us, the internet was this super wild, wild west situation where there are no rules. I had no, um, you know, instruction to half the things that I'm looking at on the internet. I remember the first time I went to a Yahoo chat room, my, my, my family didn't know I was in <laughs> AOL chats and all that stuff, talking to people. You know what I mean? They didn't, yeah. they, you know what? If I said ASL to my mom right now, she would be like, what's that? Um, there was, there was nothing they could have done to prepare me for, for, for the world that's like social media now, mm -hmm. but at least, um, 
at least we kind of had that experience so we can kind of say, hey, that's true. You know what I mean? Like we can some sort of, you know, knowledge. Yeah. I think also kind of encouraging your kids, helping them build that self-esteem, making them confident in themselves, building a thicker skin, if you will. Um, I think that's important too. I, I mean, it's not bulletproof, um, but you know, it's something to kind of help them shape their thoughts of how they see themselves instead of letting other people kind of determine that for them. Because I think that's where it is, right? A kid gets online they're saying all these negative things about you. You start thinking like, am I really like, you know, is there something wrong with my, with my nose or my eyes or do I talk funny? Uh, they say I look like a girl, but I'm really a boy and that's offensive to me. Like what? I, I, I'm a girl and they pointed out that like I have imperfections and you know, maybe I have a little facial hair as a girl, like they're pointing this out and I'm self-conscious about it. So I think as a parent, even though I'm not a parent, helping your kids build that self-esteem, making sure that they feel confident in themselves and kind of like prepping them and letting them know like this is what the the wild, wild west is like out here in the internet and just know that people are going to be mean, but you shouldn't let them affect it. And everyone's different, right? Everyone kind of is shaped differently and some people can do it, some people can't. Um, And it takes some practice for some, but I think there's there's obviously some kind of steps you can take to at least um kind of soften the blow mm-hmm. of the social media comments out there. Um but there's no way around it. I mean even if there wasn't social media, people are going to be out talking shit, giving you dirty looks. Even like someone that gives you a look, you're like, "What are they looking at? Is something wrong with me?" Like I think naturally we're always kind of concerned about what other people think about us. Mm-hmm. And it's important to focus on like how you see yourself, are you confident with yourself as opposed to how do people see me? Uh, do people like me? And it's easier said than done. It takes a lot of practice and not a lot of people can do it. Let me ask you both this. As adults, do you guys find that uh, the people that are around you or maybe the people that you work with or that you meet um, on a daily basis are still bullies? Like, do you still like, you guys feel like you still meet bullies? Oh like, my God. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know, how can I put this? I'm trying to be careful with my words here and how <laughs> I address this. But just to kind of generalize, you know, take the work field, for instance. Um, it doesn't matter what age you're in. I've seen people in their 50s, 60s act like they're still in high school, talk shit about each other, bully each other because maybe they look different. They talk kind of funny. Um, being in the medical field almost my whole life, as far as my work career goes, I've seen it between departments. Nurses talk shit about nurses, uh, the new hire. Um there's all these different instances where bullying just, it just, it's everywhere. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I don't think it, it goes away. It, it's it, no matter what age, it's just some people are just like that. And I think a lot has to do with self-esteem too. Well, definitely going off the nurses thing there, there is this whole kind of idea that like older nurses, like when you have new grad nurses, it's a very common theme that we, we what we call it is like nurses eat their young and it's where basically what we call veteran nurses, nurses who've been around for 30 years, uh, sort of don't help new grads or bully them or like make them feel stupid. It's a very, very common trend at the bedside. And uh, there's definitely, I think with social media, there's been a lot more awareness to that, especially, you know, people encouraging new grads. Being a new grad nurse is probably, probably the most difficult move 
at least personally in my life. I mean, you literally are taking care of human lives. And then to have that opposite of support at the bedside is awful. Is awful. Then you're then you're like questioning your skills, you're questioning your career choice. And honestly, do I think that nurses do that on purpose? I don't know. I don't know if it's like this intimidation of like this new younger crowd of nurses coming in um, and they feel like, you know, all oh, they're changing the way things go. Like, oh, we don't want to do computer charting. They're just changing everything we normally do. Um, I don't know. I don't know if they intend to do that or anything, but it definitely affects people in the workplace. There's a, sorry, there's my phone's making some weird noises, so I apologize about the technical difficulties here. Um, that was weird. That's yeah, never that's happened, never happened before. before. <laughs> yeah. And it's definitely your phone, isn't it? I'm yeah, sure. apparently my phone's like Not gonna enough. blow up or something. <laughs> um, that was weird. Um, it's it's electronics. It picks up frequencies from other things too. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's definitely something you see in the workforce. It's people can be big, like I call them uh, adult babies at times. Um, and it's a sad, sad, sad world we live in, but it's, it's all based on the way they feel. I think how they see themselves. Um, if you make fun of someone else, you're, you're kind of almost like blocking how you feel about yourself. And if you can avoid that by making fun of someone else and making them feel shittier, then you don't have to feel like shit yourself. Um, but yeah, some people are just not willing to work through those things and figure out the reason why they're assholes in the real world. Do you ever think it's appropriate to retaliate against a bully? Like, I guess, I guess something I've always wondered, especially like parents who raise teenagers, like if, you know, you get picked on or whatever, and then like your kid like punches this kid back. Like, are you the parent that's going to be like, good job, good job, you know, junior, like good job sport. Well, or are you going to be like, what did you do that for? Well, it's kind of hard because I grew up like that. I was always taught if someone picks on you, you better make sure to fuck them up. And I was taught the opposite. And so that I think that's what kind of helped toughen me up, defend myself, um, especially because we grew up in different environments. I was around like certain areas where that weren't really safe. I had to know how to defend myself. It was either defend myself or possibly get jumped and really get fucked up. Um, and so I learned how to fight and defend myself. And I always had that mentality of like, if someone's going to hit me, I got to make sure I hit them harder. And, you know, if they're going to try to knock me out, I better knock them out first. It was kind of that mindset. Um, do I think I would apply that with our kids? I think to an extent, I think they have to know how to de defend themselves, especially if they're a female, they're out in the street. Like I would definitely encourage my daughter to get like, you know, not to say like it's just girls, but I would encourage my kids to take some self-defense classes. Um, one thing is like, Hey, if someone's just talking shit, walk away, like just don't even like entertain that. But if they lay a hand on you, that's a different story. That is self-defense that I'm all about. If they touch you, hit them back. Um, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not one to say start shit, but if they, the first person that touches you that does something, you have the right to fuck them up. You hit them back. Um, and it gets a little trickier because I wouldn't want my kid to get into a situation where they hurt someone so bad that now they're incarcerated and doing time for hurting someone really bad or possibly killing them. Um, cause that can happen. Um, so it's, it's a tricky situation. I don't have a actual like solid answer for that, but I think it's just finding that balance as far as like, well, you have to know how to defend yourself, but you also have to know how to walk away from certain things too. And to be honest, that's exactly how my parents kind of taught me. 
is basically you don't put your hands on someone unless you have to. And if you can just walk away. And I, I took, I think I told you guys on a previous podcast, I took, uh, I took self-defense classes after I had got jumped as a little mm-hmm. kid. And, um, I remember in that class, my instructor was like, if I find out that you guys are in a fight, you will be in trouble the next time you come in a class. If it's a situation that you could have walked away from. So it was always something, at least when I was growing up that I was weighing in my head, like, Hey, how serious is this? This is a stupid argument that I can just walk away from. Is he just teasing me? Yeah, I can blow it off then. That's fine. But if you're back into a corner um, and there's nothing else you can do, that's, I think, when it's time, you know, to, you know, yeah. actively defend yourself, you know? No, definitely. And I think more so because now you never know, like that other person might pull a gun out. I, I wouldn't want my kid to get into some like altercation. Yeah. The next thing I know is like your kid's dead because he got shot. Um, all in regards to self-defense. Because some people don't know how to fight and they'll just pull out a weapon to defend themselves. Um, that's the sad truth. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't know if that answers your, your question, Aaron. I was thinking of this other, I remember this video that went viral. And, um, you know, when videos go viral, there's, it's, if it's like a hot topic, you always get like, you know, two sides to each story, like defending and, you know, people that are like opposed to the situation. I don't know if you remember this video, but there was apparently this teenage girl who was picking on this cancer patient for, you don't remember this? No. For being For being bald, right? And her mom shows up to school and in front of all her friends, like, shaves her head. The, the bully's head? So it was her daughter that was bullying this kid, right? Oh. So as, like, a punishment, it's kind of like her mom was kind of retaliating what her daughter was doing as a bully. And I don't know why, like, I was kind of on on the fence about how I felt about it. But I felt like, obviously, I feel like there was a reason that she bullied this cancer child. Like, I feel like nobody in their good heart would just be like, oh, man, that bald child is just, like, so fun to make fun of. I mean, maybe, maybe she was coerced into doing it or maybe she's just an evil human. I don't know. Is that appropriate? Because then as I'm watching her mom, like, shave her head. A part of me was also thinking like, well, I feel like, is there more background to the situation? Like, why was your daughter bullying to begin with? Like, I felt like I was, obviously I can't judge because I don't know the whole situation, but I feel like I needed more information to just be Mm -hmm. like, yeah, she deserved to get her head shaped. But like something like that in front of your friends is something I think that could deeply impact you. Now, obviously for the cancer child, same situation. So do two wrongs make a right in that situation? I don't know. I, I've really been stumped on that one, but it, I get triggered when I watch that video. (laughs) That's a tough, that's a tough one for me because I, a part of me will, will say that nothing that that girl who got her head shaved is probably as traumatic as the girl that she, you know, right. that she was making fun of. Right. So. And for the mom. you OK, you know what I think if I had if I were to have any problem with it, if I were to have any problem with that incident, I would say it would be the recording of it and it oh, going viral. Okay. Yeah, that's what I would say I would have a problem with. So just so I can backtrack, I did step away for a second. <laughs> I uh, I unfortunately deal with really bad allergies and my eyes are just like acting up really it. bad right now. Um, but what I gathered is I'm assuming there was a girl that was making fun of a girl with cancer mm-hmm. and they shaved her head because of it. Her, um, mom, her, came, mom. her mom showed up and shaved her head because it was her daughter that was doing the bullying. 
in front of everybody and somebody recorded it. And so she went, she had her head shaved in front of like all the kids, but she was the one that was bullying to begin with. Do you think there's like more to like on a deeper level that needs to be dealt with in the home? Like, why is your daughter bullying? Are you just going to come and bully her back? Is that going to solve anything? Well, I definitely, I definitely think it's starts with the parents. Right. I think she learned it from someone. So did the parent behavior. just like double down on the situation by like, making her feel even worse about herself that maybe she was projecting. I think it could have been talked through. I don't think shaving her head and just putting it like on, you know, someone's phone would have solved anything. And I think it would have, it probably did make the situation Mm -hmm. worse for her psychologically. It could affect her a certain way. Um, kind of going back to the whole, like, you know, suicide prevention, like some of these things can linger into adulthood and like, Oh my God, I shouldn't have done this. And then who knows what they can do to themselves because they feel like shit. Um, it, but yeah, I think it could have been handled way differently. I don't think that was the right solution. Like, I'm going to teach you a lesson. Like, it's kind of messed up. And I've seen these things happen online before, like where a kid maybe was skipping school or something. The dad shaves his head. It's kind of funny because like I've seen one like where the dad will uh, shave this little kid's head to look like an old man. He just had like a fryer's <laughs> oh, thing. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I yeah, see that. There's a bunch like, of those. It's like, yeah, it's like funny. And I don't know if they're just being like little shits or whatever, but I don't think it makes the situation because you're embarrassing them too. And now right. it's on social media and it's everywhere. Once it's on social media, it's out there forever. Yeah. Man, no, I feel you. I, I feel a little bit of like an asshole because I'm not necessarily opposed to the punishment. I'm I'm opposed to the idea of it now being a viral situation. Right. Because now it's like, did you do this to punish your kid? Or did you do this to make a moment? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. That that's that's the problem that with that that I have with those videos because I think in your question, like it could really be anything. That's and because it's a video, like I have no context of knowing. Right. Like I don't know if this mother has been trying to discipline right. her daughter multiple times and this was kind of just like oh my god now you're making fun of a, a, a cancer pa- a patient yeah, like that's enough. You, you know what i mean this is we i have to do something about this because i do believe while parents are ultimately responsible for their children's behavior i do think there are probably going to be situations in which nothing you can do is, may stop your kid from being a little little shit Right. You know what I mean? Like, so without that context, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard for me to, to, to gauge it. But again, like I said, I think the putting it online aspect of it, especially if you're an adult, you have to understand the impact that that will lead because once mm-hmm. it's online, it's there forever. And it kind of you know? proves the point of like, maybe your kids getting these things because of look how you're handling the situation. Are you doing it because you want to be like Instagram or TikTok famous and you want views and now you're like the guy that did this to your son and it's funny, it's going viral. There's a lot to be said about the parents for sure. Like, you know what? Um, And this is kind of unrelated, but related. One trend that I hated seeing, I don't know if you guys saw where uh, they would, a kid would ask for something for uh, for Christmas. And they'd give him, they'd pretend to give him yes. something that was like garbage. And the kid would be in tears or whatever. Yeah. And then like, oh, yeah. no, here we go. You're just kidding. Here's the real thing. It's like, right. why? Why? Yeah, I wasn't on board with that. I was like, that's pretty fucked up. It's kind of selective, I guess, for me, because I'm like, I've seen those. <laughs> I'm like, that's kind of funny, you know, but you don't know the backstory. Maybe they've just always been privileged and always get stuff True. every year. True. And this year they were just like, we're going to like 
teach them what it's like to not always have these fabulous gifts. Let's just give them a block of cabbage or something. True. No, um, true, true, true. So, I mean, you, you never know, but I am guilty of like thinking those are kind of funny. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. I think most, most things on the internet are kind of, are kind yeah, of funny right? to me, but it's just uh, when it seems like it's so artificial, like you did this specifically right. to put it on TikTok and you're causing another human being pain in order to do it. Especially your own kids. Yeah, that's that's where I'm kind of like, ah, you're you're kind of garbage, you know? Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like make fun of it. Like, I don't know, like you could do it just like within your own little household or something. Is that a form of bullying? Yeah, parents bullying their kids. Yeah, because if you look at the definition, it's like having intimidate, intimidation or power over yeah. another person by causing them harm I, I forget what the defin- definition was but yeah causing them harm but that sounds like it yeah i mean parents can definitely be bullying that's probably a whole other podcast we could do but um my big fear too is like people who are the original bullies if you counter bully that's the situation where i feel like those people can be capable of some crazy shit like i feel like if you already are bullying somebody you probably already have pretty low self-esteem you probably are already projecting and if you get it back to you i don't know i feel like those people can just blow off and like shoot up a school or something i don't know i think like when is it ever appropriate to like give people a taste of their own medicine that's why we have maury povich and scare straight like we have this program (laughs) where we just take them to jail and like let them hang out with inmates just get them straight um like even that, like you think about that, like, you know, Maury Povich, like, I don't know if you remember that, like the scared straight, they would take him to like a prison. And then I remember one episode was actually kind of funny. He made this kid dip his finger into like some dipstick and it was like cherry. And he's like, put it on your lips. Now you're my bitch. I was like, that's kind of funny. <laughs> but these kids were little shits. I mean, they were, they were like robbing and doing some like really yeah. horrific things. But at the same time, it's like, okay, is scaring them straight another form of like bullying? I don't know. Yeah. Now, one of my favorite ones, just just because you brought it up, is I believe he uh, pulled the inside of his pocket out and he made this kid hold it. And like <laughs> the inmate was like walking back and forth about. in front of the kids. And this kid had to hold his pocket <laughs> as he's doing it the whole time. Oh, man, I love watching I that remember shit. that one. I Those love were, it. They were pretty funny. But it goes back to like, is it a form of bullying though? Like, are we bullying these kids? You know, it's obviously embarrassing them, making them feel a certain way. It's it's hard to define these things at times because when it's your own kids, it's like a different story, right? You want to like teach them a lesson, hope that they learn not to do this. I think times have changed. I mean, you hear about these things like growing up, maybe your parents told you about the lessons they learned that their parents did like, you know, to teach them a lesson and like, oh, it only took me one time to learn. You don't do that not everyone's the same. Like we live in a different time where I hate to say this, but people are just shaped a little differently. Like things are just a lot more, you have to be a little bit more sensitive to people nowadays. And it's not a bad thing. It's just people have different needs and different requirements. Um, and like I said, it's, 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 it's all just, it's very difficult. Um, when you're put in a situation where it's your kid, for instance, I agree. I think in some ways, I think um, I'm trying to figure out how to relate this, but I believe people are too knowledgeable about subjects now versus when we were when we were younger. Like now, because, you know, I can look at my phone and go, oh, I may have this sort of disorder or I know this there's this particular thing about me and I can look at this information up or whatever and I should be sensitive to this and people should respect this definition of however I feel about whatever. Like that kind of didn't exist. 
when we were younger, you know, you know, like some of these terms, like, it's just, I don't know. I yeah. think it just, we're, we're, we're way more self-aware of ourselves, I think as a society. And we're still trying to like learn how to deal with that. Right. And it's a tricky, it's a tricky situation trying to maneuver through these things. Cause for one, we don't want to make anyone feel worse if they feel a certain way ready. Um, and two, obviously like trying not to be that defining word of uh bullying. Um, it's, it's tough. Uh, it's a great subject. Uh, but are we able to share the name of the person that requested this? I don't think she would mind. It would be, it was, it's Janice. Janice. Yeah. Janice. Okay. Thanks a lot for bringing this up. It's definitely making me think about certain things that, uh, growing up. And like I said, I admit to my faults as far as being a bully myself. Um, so thanks for bringing this topic up. It's, 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 it's I like it. It's fun. Um, but it's also very self-reflecting of myself. I got a question for you guys. Um, we, we talked about other people bullying, but do you think ourselves can be our biggest bullies to ourselves? Like I, I know I bully myself sometimes when it comes to certain things, like I'm really tough on myself. Um, for instance, I tend to be kind of a, a perfectionist and I'm sure Evan, you could probably relate to this of doing something repetitively when it comes to something like maybe let's take drawing for instance. And to everyone else, it might look perfect, but you're like, I just fucking hate the way this like finger looks. I'm I'm trashing this whole fucking thing because you're you're frustrated. You can't get it the way you want it to look. Um, in itself, it's like you're knocking your own self down. Maybe you might say like, God, you just fucking suck, dude. Like you're not good enough. And it's, it's like almost like self bullying, right? Like your self esteem, like you're not confident in yourself. You might feel a certain way like that. And I've I've run into those instances where. Especially with like cinematography, it's like such a hard industry to land and to get in. I don't know how many times I've gotten frustrated with certain things because something always goes wrong. Like it doesn't matter what it might be. I'm shooting, maybe like the files corrupted or the light now doesn't work. Like it's just like Newton's law. Like something's bound to happen every time I do something. And then I start kind of picking on myself. I'm like, well, you should have done this. Like, like it's almost like my own inner bully. Um, and I have to stop myself and be like, okay, shut the fuck up, dude. Like, stop talking to yourself like this. Um, I don't know if you ever had, you, you ever gone through that or go through that, like when it comes to certain things for yourself? Uh, all the time. I don't know if I would have, prior to this conversation, classified it as like, you know, self-bullying, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, no, I do that all the time. And maybe... Maybe we can kind of really, really dive into that um, on another topic where we talk maybe about self-esteem or whatnot. Most definitely. Um, but yeah, I do that all. I do that all the time. In particular, when I'm doing when I'm doing anything creative or when I'm doing anything that I feel is kind of like stepping out of my um, my normal comfort zone. It's hard. Yeah. yeah. No, definitely. What about you, Aaron? Well, I think I think when it comes to self-bullying, I think that it at least for me. Um, any negative thing I would say about my, about myself would come from original bullying. Like I feel like, especially when you're developing your self esteem and you're identifying who you are in your adolescent years, the things that you would hear from people repetitively, I think you start to tell yourself. I mean, this is friends, family, parents. You know, anything that you you start seeing yourself that way, I think that it just becomes a habit. And so can you self-bully yourself? I mean, can you want to feel superior? To, I, I mean, I'm trying to apply that definition. I think that I don't know if you can do that 
per se, but I think it, you can have the effects of what you were bullied about at some point. Um, and I think that's just why bullying is such a big deal. I think like, we think we can just outgrow it and be like, oh yeah, it happened. Like you can move on. I think when I did graduate and move out of my small town, I think that there was a lot of emotions that I never processed. I sort of kind of like moved, like went to college and literally just like, I had a lot of fun, but I never really feel like I sat with those feelings. I think until the first time I actually sat in therapy. And I remember when I would try to sit in therapy, I don't even remember what actually brought me there. I like couldn't stop crying. And I think it was just years of like unresolved trauma. And a lot of that trauma bridged, like branched from being bullying. I mean, like just destroying your self-esteem, not being able to stand up for yourself, not feeling good enough, probably why I'm a people pleaser. And I think it kind of all surfaced as an adult when I would sit in that therapy couch and just not be able to hold it together. And then, then you kind of have to like undo all that damage later in life. You know, a lot of bills, to, you know, to pay for therapy, whatever, you know, coverage you have. But I, I feel like if we can kind of acknowledge the significant impact that bullying has, then maybe we can start making a difference in, you know, adult or, you know, our well-being, our quality of life. I mean, I feel like depression, anxiety, we talked about this last week, is really prevalent. I think a lot of it can branch from trauma from bullying and, you know, with our peers and even our families. Yeah, no, definitely. I think it does branch off and it affects us. And um, it, it always has some negative consequence, whether you think about it or not. Um, we obviously see ourselves a certain way. We want to be portrayed a certain way. A lot of people that say, it doesn't matter what people think of me. They have to, because I've seen people that claim that they don't care about what other people say about them or whatever, if they're getting bullied, but they want to make sure they post about it. So I'm like, well, it's kind of like you do care because you quite, you post about it quite a bit. Um, you know, it could be a, a number of factors that might make someone want to do something like that, but yeah. Did you guys ever bully with uh, like AOL Instant Messenger, like your away messages? Like, did people ever? Do, do you guys use AOL Instant Messenger, right? I used to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I feel like there that was like the introduction of like the bullying that we see in social media today, just like on a smaller scale. But like, I remember like we would see people's away messages. And that would be the topic. Did you see their away message? You see what they, you know who they were talking about? I know who oh, they were wow. talking about. No, you didn't. No. Oh man, uh -uh. that was like, that was like no. a thing that happened. Or I think in your AOL, like, uh, was that like your info? I forget how that worked. But anyhow, that was like subtle cyberbullying that I feel like I, I wonder if we had, like, if, if I was in high school and we had Snapchat or we had all the programs we had now, I probably would crumble and I would have a meltdown. I would have a breakdown. My first actual um, <laughs> introduction to cyberbullying was um, was Xbox Live. Oh, dang. <laughs> now that I think about it. And it was extreme. I'll never forget. Uh, it was the first year that Halo 2 was online. Me and all my friends are stoked to go home and play online. We find this team. We wreck this team. And uh, I had gotten second place in like the ranking of the match or whatever and it used to kick you out to this lobby and you could talk to the other team and i remember we're talking to the team or whatever and blah 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 and they seem like cool guys and uh and this is like I said, this is all a brand new experience no other halo had been online 
Not a lot of Xbox games were doing this at the time. Let you talk to the players. And uh, <laughs> all of a sudden they're like, well, hey, guys, good game, good game. We got to go run, though. We're, we're going to try to find some black guys to play. And like all me and all my squad gets quiet, right? Because I'm the only black guy on the team, but everybody gets quiet. And my boy Jeff <laughs> giggles and he's like, why? And he's like, oh, man, black guys suck at this game. Oh, my God. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he starts laughing even more. He's like, well, Evan got second place, so it can't suck too bad. <laughs> and and as soon as he said that I was black, it was nothing but in bombs and monkey this and yada that. And I was just like, he was so embarrassed probably that he was just projecting at that point. Well, this was like a whole team of dudes. So this oh, was like wow. this was like four dudes <laughs> yelling Dang. this shit. And I just I just remember I was like, you know. I think I only played this game with friends from now. On. Yeah, it kind of reminds Dang. me of the T Pain situation. Did you see that where you played like video games? Oh yeah, playing, and then like they were talking so much shit, but he like fucking beat him or yeah, something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude, that yeah, that, I think that was my first introduction to blank. Like, Damn, people are assholes online. Yeah, I yeah. would go on this. Uh, it was called like the party line, and you could talk to people on there, and they would talk so much fucking shit. And just because my voice wasn't always like fucking very white deep, they were like, who the fuck is this bitch with this nasally ass voice? But luckily Aww. for me, I've always been a good shit talker. I would just go right back at them. But then I would be like, does my voice really sound like this? Because they would be like, hi, hi, blah, 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 blah. Like I'm on the party line. I'm like, is this what the fuck I sound like for real? And I just was like, man, I was really self-conscious about my voice. Like even now, like, I'm like, oh my God, I sound like I have that fucking nasal next B. Like, I'm just so congested all the time that it's just part of who I am. But, uh, did you, did you guys hear that? Sorry. It's the ghosts or something. It's like random. We heard something, guys. <laughs> we don't know what it was. I think it's just people. Probably. Um, I love your voice, though. You give yourself such a hard time. Someone, you know what someone told me? Um, I shared this with Evan, but they were like, dude, I will listen to your voice. You sound like you could be in a porn movie, like a porn star. I'm like, I've never been told that before, Thanks. but thank you. I appreciate that. I'm like, turn you on, man? What the hell? Well, I think I have like a super monotone voice. I feel like I sound like like Daria. Like, I'm just like very monotone all the time. I feel like I just like, I don't know if I'm just tired, but, but you've told me that before. You're like, yeah. You, so I'm like, you know what? This is who I am. I, I for one, am tired today. So I was telling <laughs> Evan, I, I'm only like three hours of sleep. Um, I had to step away, which is very rare on the podcast. I stepped away for a sec. I'm a mess tonight, by the way. Uh, you guys can go ahead and bully me about that. I could care less. Well, I didn't think you were going to. allergies. You're going to lie to our audience like that. Enrique is not a mess. <laughs> yeah. Don't listen to him. Um, Don't believe him. Yes, allergies are a pain in the ass. Um. But yeah, I I think I think we've you know kind of covered a lot as far as bullying goes. Um, point is that like it's never easy to get bullied, and you shouldn't be bullying. Like there's a fine line between like talking shit amongst your friends, but you have to. I think there's a maturity to it too. You have to understand that people do have feelings. You're affecting someone possibly forever, or until their their lifetime. Um, so you just never know how you might change someone's perspective. You might think that it's just like innocent little like making fun of and they might not be able to like learn how to defend themselves or know how to defend themselves. And 
they just kind of take it and then eventually it's like a ticky time bomb waiting to explode and then all these things happen for them so i think that's the way i see bullying and trying to prevent it so i will say that this is a reminder that if you did any bullying now is the time to reach out to that person and apologize i personally did this a couple years ago i didn't do a lot of bullying but i feel like in that situation we were talking about earlier how like you can kind of go with the crowd. I I did kind of do that. Um, I didn't. Sometimes I felt like that's all people talked about, and if I was relating to people, I feel like I would just kind of join the crowd to bully, which sucks. Um, but I did. I actually reached out to this person, and I was like, you know what? I kind of treated you pretty shitty, and I'm sorry if that hurt you. And she, it was kind of awkward because she was kind of like, no, that's totally like she was kind of weirded out by it. I can tell. But at the end of the day, I was like, I feel. Like I needed to do that anyhow, because that's something I thought about a lot. And even though it wasn't a consistent thing that I did, I still felt like maybe she's held on to that and maybe that will help her. I don't I don't know. But here's your reminder. If you've ever bullied, send that person a message online. They probably have been waiting for it for the last 20 years. Yeah, perhaps. I just had a question. <laughs> um, I don't know if you could relate, Evan, but growing up. I grew up in an environment of just you're always snapping on each other. And for the younger audience, if you don't know what snapping is, it's basically talking shit or clowning on each other. And back in the day, your mama jokes were like a big thing. And sometimes if you had your like your your mama so fat jokes and someone actually had a fat mom, someone might get offended or get hurt about it. But we never kind of looked at it as bullying. It was just like we just all talked shit. But perhaps it was a form of bullying. We just didn't see it that way because we were so used to just joking and just talking shit amongst each other. But, you know, I remember this one kid had some like knockoff Jordans and we talked so much shit about his shoes and made him feel bad that he never wore those shoes again. And I felt bad. I was like, oh, my God, he probably just if I look back, I was like, he probably couldn't afford like real Jordans. Obviously, that's why he has these knockoffs. But we're like, yo, man, those are like the pedestrian fives, bro. Like, what do you got on? Like, you know, it's like random shit that we would just talk shit about. And um, so for all those people that might have taken offense to my <laughs> snapping in the early 90s, I am deeply sorry for those things. They were funny, though. I had really good snaps. <laughs> what I kind of say. apology is that? <laughs> it's a non-apologetic apology. No, seriously, I, I do apologize. Evan, any final last words? I don't really think I can I can follow that up. You are <laughs> you've never bullied a person in your life. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I, I I've Evan has I've, bullied me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure there have been people that I've I've made fun of maybe and and it and it, I, I honestly I don't remember, but considering some of the people that I hung out with, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if maybe it might have been interpreted that way. And like I said earlier, if it was you know, I'm sorry. I, I apologize for it. Um, but yeah, man, I, I do think it's, I think it's something as you get older, it's easier to look back and go, you know what? I was wrong for this. And and I, ho- and I hope uh, the people out there who are listening, if that's you, maybe you can reach out to someone as well. And let Definitely. Very, uh, very strong words of encouragement. Thank you, you guys. We're going to sign off. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And remi- I'm sorry, your friend's name again? Janice. Janice. Thank you, Janice. Thank you, Janice, for bringing <laughs> up this topic. We encourage our audience to go ahead and send us these topics. We actually will talk about them. Um, just let us know. Obviously, um, think of a good topic, not some random stuff. Like, I want you guys to talk about my nutsack. Like, 
Let's be serious, guys. Why not? <laughs> we can't talk about nut sacks in general. <laughs> I don't um, see a problem with it. Are referring to testicle, testicles or literal like nut sacks, sacks of nuts with peanuts <laughs> and walnuts? You guys be the judge of that. But yes, send us your thoughts. And we would definitely love to hear from you so we can talk about topics that maybe we haven't touched on. You might spark something new for us. We're, we are definitely learning and it's, it's a fun, it's a fun thing for us because I think we've, as much as we know each other, I think we're just, we, we learned about each other a little bit more every podcast. But until next time, this is the E by three podcast. I'm Enrique. <laughs> I'm Evan. And I'm Aaron. Until next time.